Project. Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David, and we got James here. We got today. James. That's me too. And James. So, uh, man, how things going? Things are all right, but as you can probably hear, I got some congestion going. Uh oh. Uh oh. Got a little head cold. Oh, you guys are safe. I'm the one in danger. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I was stupid. I gave it. I for sure gave it to myself. Me and uh, I, th- I think I told you last week. Is, that, we, uh, is that possible? You gave it to yourself? I think I did. Oh man, that's interesting. I think I went out and got it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was purchasing, but I got it. Uh, I uh, on Sunday night, me and Tara said, "Hey, let's go for a walk." And so we decided to go for a walk around the neighborhood, and uh, we opened the door to go out of the house, and we go, "Oh, it's a little bit chilly. We'll grab a jacket." Grab a jacket. It wasn't that cold, but it was super windy. So we walk around for like 40 minutes. By the end of the walk, I'm sniffling and stuff. And by the end of the night, Uh-oh. I got a little cough and Mm-mm. I said, Dad, gum it. And uh, that was Sunday night. And Monday night, me and Ben had a show. So then all day Monday, I just got a little headache and a light cough. Nothing crazy, but just enough to make you feel cruddy all day. And so that was a bummer. <laughs> but in the last show we had too, I was sick that day too. I don't remember what was going on. So I just feel like I'm always sick every time we have a show coming up. But well, anyway, got to get some sleep, man. Yeah, that's the deal. Like especially when you're sick, For I find sure. I find out that most of the time when I get sick, it's because I haven't had enough sleep. Yeah. Well, mine was like this time specifically. It was a hundred percent like felt totally fine before I went on that walk in the cold. As soon as I got back, it's things that, were happening. It's that, dirt, <laughs> it's that dirty bay here. Like, yeah, man. Got but it. also, I've got I've got allergies of all sorts, and so I'm sure that was... What you taking for it? Anything? You manning up like a man and just going straight... I don't usually take allergy sickness, <laughs> right? I don't usually take uh, allergy medicine. I did take some, like, knockoff Dayquil stuff just to help with the congestion or whatever yeah. before I came here, but... Yeah. I don't know. Allergy stuff doesn't seem to usually do much for That's me. That's what I feel too. It doesn't do much. I just it makes me feel a little bit funny, and I'm not into all that anymore. So <laughs> uh, I just try to just you know man man up through it. You know, just I'm also I generally am like if I can not take something, I'll try to not take it. But yeah. you know, once your symptoms get so bad, you know, I'm I'll take whatever. <laughs> I I only get sick, and I go all in getting sick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't play around. You know, I don't get a. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, this is how it happens every single time. I get strep, uh-huh. and then I go to the doctor and, you know, try to get a shot, and then two days later, I'll get the flu. Jeez. So I have strep and flu at the same time. Um, <laughs> that doesn't it, seem... Oh, it sucks. How do you always get strep and the flu? I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. One time I got it so bad, I missed like... Um, Almost, I guess I did miss a whole week of work. Jeez, I went to strep. And yeah, then the strep I, will do that. Too. And I wasn't like feeling better. Like after, because I, I I asked for the shot. Like let's not mess around with all taking pills. Like just give it to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then I wasn't feeling better, and I went back, and they tested me for for um, this happened three times already for the flu, and I'll just just get it, but. There again is I, I normally just run myself to yeah. the breaking point, and then my body's like, I ain't got nothing left for you. I I don't even usually go to the doctor. I haven't been to the doctor. The last time I went to the doctor, um, 
I was still living with my parents, so I would have probably been like, I think I was like 19. And I remember what kind of sickness I had, but it was around for like a couple weeks and it still wasn't gone. So I said, all right, I guess we got to go to the doctor. Something's up. <clears throat> and so I go to the doctor and uh, I don't remember what they said I had, but it wasn't anything crazy. But they give me some kind of some kind of antibiotic something. And uh, but it was like a penicillin based thing. And so they give me this medicine. I take it and then I start breaking out in this <sighs> crazy rash hive thing all over my body, like everywhere. It looked it looked insane, man. Yeah. I looked like an alien. Oh, like my man. skin was such a crazy color. More than normal. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> looked like I didn't just look like I was from Mars. I looked like I was from Uranus. Way, <laughs> like, way with a so black then, hole planet. Yeah, so then we had to go back to the doctor and say, Hey, what's this? Do I have a disease or something? <laughs> like I didn't know. And they were and so they took some blood tests, whatever, and they said, Hey, we've turns out you're allergic to uh like pen- anything psyllin based. Yeah. And the stuff they gave us was penicillin based yeah and so we i don't know so somehow we got out of my system everything was cool that sucks because that's the good stuff but listen to this dude i go so i went every time i went to the doctor in those few weeks i went with my mom and so we and my dad was he he would just ask when we'd get home like what's going on now what do they say so after we find that out we go back we say yeah get this turns out i'm allergic to penicillin stuff and that was the medicine so he goes oh yeah i knew that and we're like what are you talking about he said yeah you don't remember when you're like five and 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 my mom's like no what how how do you know that and i said so anyway apparently he just knew and he's the only one that knew that i don't know hey remember you used allergic to penicillin before y'all go yeah yeah So anyway, uh, now I know that. Well, that just shows you. So penicillin is really good for all that stuff, but it mm-hmm. just shows you how uh, much it can wreck your body. Like even if if you're not allergic to penicillin, like it destroys mm-hmm. everything in you. Yeah, even good stuff. You know, it wrecks your stomach and uh, uh, all the the what is it the uh, probiotics and everything mm-hmm. you have to take afterwards to rebalance your stomach. There's been. Um, Stories uh, written from these doctors where people's taking like uh, penicillin for long periods of time for like staph infection and different things like that, mm-hmm. um, that their stomach balance of the uh, organisms, the bad organisms like outgrew the good ones because mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a healthy balance of both or you whatever. You get a lot of bacteria sitting in your Yeah, gut. and this bacteria, they said that it, it grew and it was looking like um, – almost like a head of lettuce in this guy's stomach. Like it was like out of control. Um, and and uh, so the penicillin's good, but also you don't know the difference between good and bad organisms. You know, it's just going yeah. in there and you just, just dropped a bomb, just wiping that. it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Um, so this is Thursday, man. We tried to do this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out, huh? Yeah. James got here. He's such a trooper, man. And then I got a phone call. One of my trucks broke down and turned out to be just a little fuse. That was it? That was it, man. I, I was over there trying to do everything. Fuel pump wasn't working. Uh-huh. So I'm over there beating on the you know fuel pump. Just get me, just get me home. Just get me home. <laughs> just hitting it with a wrench. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to fix, I'm my, working on the fuel pump. My dad thinks I mean, I don't know, a bunch of fuel pumps like that, you, you know? You just started putting duct tape around it and hitting it with a wrench, and you said, I'm, well, you I'm working on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's cheaper than $150. Does it, it work? Uh, 
if it works, is it really a dumb idea? Touche. Yeah, no. you know? Uh-huh. Um, so, but then I was just like, laugh. <laughs> laugh. That's exactly what it was. It was a rinse, dude. Uh, I said, I but like, it just a fuse. Just a fuse. I, I said, last chance, let me just look at the fuse box real quick before we call a record. Uh, and the problem is, I already have one truck down. Mm-hmm. You know, my spare truck, it's already out on the road. I'm trying to fix this other one up a little bit. And and, um, and then I had two of them down. And then I look at the fuse box, fuse box and you can see it was burned yep. out. So change the fuse real quick and bada bing, bada boom, boom, back to work. I love and hate the simple solutions like that. Yeah. It's great that, okay, it was just a fuse. Well, but they're it's, good if it's you annoying. start there, right? Yeah, yeah. if you didn't, it's you're always like kind of really mad. Yeah, that it was so simple, and you spent all this effort doing something else. So the one that's a, the, I'm trying to fix, you know, I'm just it's gonna it's an older truck, and uh, so I'm like redoing the front end, all the bushings, mm-hmm. ball joint, the whole your whole just redoing You're the just whole front hitting end, hitting everything with the everything. wrench, duct yeah. tape everywhere. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you you, redoing. Oh uh, yeah, hammers on that just. one. <laughs> Bell and wire yeah, and zip just, ties, baby. Yeah, you just <laughs> duct tape zip ties and just smacking it. With uh, I don't even know where I was going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was you talking about the simple stuff? Yeah. I was getting this. Uh, um, I was getting this error. You know that the 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 engine light kept coming on. Mm-hmm. So I ran it. I have the little computer and ran it. It was like uh, throttle position sensor. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll just go get in the throttle position sensor. And then I get back, and the one, it's not bad. It's just loose. Yeah, you just got to tighten it. I was just like, man, I wasted all that time. And then I had the new one there, like $55. You know, the old one's from 2008. So I just swap it out. Swap it out. Oh, so I end up swapping out the other, other one in the glove box just in case, mm-hmm. you know. I have but, so many of those kind of things. Yeah. Where it still kind of works, so I, I won't throw it away, and it's just in the closet somewhere. I've got way too much junk that yeah. just I should probably just throw away. My dad is like that, you know. There was a... Um, That's my dad's entire garage. My dad, too. Well, we, we share a garage now, mm. so we have spaces. You know, we allot ourselves spaces. Like, So we have a six-car garage. Well... Well, just brag about it, huh? No, no I'm not <laughs> bragging. But I'm just kind of explaining. Four, four, like, hey, two of them are is my like, little workshop. Yeah, yeah. Two of them is like the 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 common open ground where everybody you can pull a car in and work mm-hmm. on it or whatever. And then one has toys like uh, golf cart, go kart, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then one is like storage. So the storage overflows at times. You yeah, know? I believe it. But my dad just like keeps everything. All right, dad, you go through this box, you know, and then we give him some like box of papers from 1989. So mm-hmm. it just keeps him busy while we throw all this <laughs> stuff away. <laughs> but he's keeping like Brillo pads from 1972. Oh, I'm yeah. like, come on, dad. He goes, well, you know, you're going to need that. <laughs> yeah, it's so And I just throw it away. And then it was funny. There was something, I forgot what it was. It's a little like scuffing pad or whatever. And I was just like, come on, just throw it away. And then uh, yesterday, I was sitting there was like, what are you looking for? I said, that scuffing pad my dad didn't want to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> we, the last time we did, a, we shot some video in my parents' garage, and we were clearing stuff out. And so, yeah, we had to, like, move all my dad's junk. And he had, like, he had his old desktop computer that they used to have in the living room that was outdated when he had it in there. Yeah. With all the cables and 
My dad's it, got a whole of, tote full of cables from yeah. my old stuff. <laughs> the old internet routers and stuff. And I was just like, this stuff is obsolete, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't throw it away. It's not my stuff. My dad had a computer. <laughs> and we just did this. We just we just they, uh, cleaned our garage out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, he had an old laptop. And the sucker was like three or four inches thick. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, well, I can't throw it away because, you know, I don't want nobody to get anything off the hard drive. I was just like, well... <laughs> Do you have everything that you want off of it? And he was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and it's all just like, "Wham!" I just slammed it on the floor. I said, "Hard drives broke. Nobody it's, it's knows. good. You don't have to worry about it." And everybody's looking at me like, "Are you crazy?" No, that's the only reason. We'll just break the hard drive. <laughs> That's when he uh, says, "Oh wait, actually, there was." Oh yeah, that's yeah. my yeah. That's your birth certificate. And, yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. So. The digital birth certificate. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, life is good, man. Life is good. So let's jump right into culture corner. Come on, come Here on. Go. Here I go. Here I go. Here I Here go he goes. again. Still doing it. <laughs> Still doing it. And there it was. Nice. Uh, so go ahead. What you got? Hey, I got one before you go. Okay. For all of you hip hop fans, um, Fifty Cent does some pretty cool stuff. That he's he's doing a lot of TV shows now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know this is maybe not spiritual enough for a lot of people, but <clears throat> uh, what was the name of the um, Eight Mile? Remember the movie Eight yeah. Mile? Oh, who doesn't? 50 Cent is bringing it to television series. Interesting. Yes. Who's going to play Eminem? I don't know. And it's going to be very interesting. But uh, it just came out that he's going to bring it to television, which I think will probably uh, be pretty cool. He said he's going to take a lot of things that Eminem has talked about in in interviews and different things over the years about his life and and then uh, build a a greater story around it and bring it to television. So what's Eminem doing these days? Is he doing Uh, anything? No, he doesn't do much. He does. He he releases some music, but um, they ask him like, you know, they was asking 50 about it. And uh, he says, now we've offered him 10 million to do one show. And he's just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, he probably is. Yeah. I'm not really into doing all those things. And fair enough. Uh, so he's just chilling at the house. So well, good for him, I guess. Yep, I don't know. yep, yep. All right, what you got? All right, here's what I got. Here's the headline: No animals involved. Womp womp womp. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, here's the headline: Arsonists in California accidentally set themselves on fire fire while trying to burn down an immigration center. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Start over again. Here's the headline: Arsonist in California, accidentally set themselves on fire while trying to burn down an immigration center. It happens on these big jobs. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have some casualties. Sometimes. No, dude, these guys are, uh, these guys messed up. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, listen, it was it was on January 2nd. So their new New Year's resolution was, I'm burning down the immigration burning center. Burning down the house. I don't, know, I don't know why they wanted to burn it down, but... They did not like it. They were definitely there's a video of this. What are they burning down again? Immigration An center. An immigration center. Okay. So, so they, they were racist against Mexicans. No, they are Hispanic. Oh, okay. So they're they're the opposite. They've got masks on, but so you you can't really tell who they are, but they're definitely some kind of Hispanic. Okay. So I don't know what they they got beef with the immigration center or whatever. Well yeah, probably sitting back. <laughs> right. Well, Family so here they go. So stuff. so they're just gonna burn it down. 
can't send me back if I burn down your building. <laughs> so in the video, what happens is these two guys. No place to go. <laughs> there's these two guys, and they uh, you can see them just pouring, um, like, gasoline or something mm. on the building. And so they're walking around. They're pouring it on the wall. So there's the ring camera, like security camera there. So that's where all the footage is coming from. So they're pouring the stuff on the building. And then one guy, one of them squats down to light the uh, the fuel. And the other guy, as the dude is lighting it, he slips. <laughs> so so they pour it all over the walls. One guy is on one side in by a puddle of it about to light the whole thing. And the other guy is like standing on top of a puddle of it that he didn't realize, I guess, fell down there. And so as soon as the guy lights the the puddle on the other side, it like startles the other guy and he slips <laughs> in the the puddle that he's standing on top of. Professionals. And uh, you know, it lights like that. Yeah, yeah. So now he's in the puddle, and the flames come and just light him on fire. It is one of the he's trying to run, but he can't get away because he keeps slipping. Yeah, so they both, so they both, they both just take off running, and one of them's on fire. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there and there's footage of it. It was pretty interesting footage. They didn't burn down the hospital. Yeah, so they didn't. I mean, um, so it said that the uh, the fire was put out within like ten minutes. I think it said. So there wasn't that much damage, but there was some. They're not very good. No, they weren't very good. And uh, one of them dropped their phone while running Mm. away. So the people have the phone. So they're trying to... This was a few weeks ago, so I don't know if they found him. So they didn't find the dude that was on fire? He ran away. I mean, he was He had to go to some hospital somewhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is where you start searching the nearby hospitals. If you see the video, he's not too on fire, but (laughs) he's got some flames (laughs) on his jacket or so. It seems like he put it out pretty quick once he ran away, but it's great because you just see one guy light it and the other guy gets startled, slips, falls right into the fuel, gets up on fire, runs away. Wow. Maybe he stopped dropping road real quick. No, he ran away. <laughs> you can see him run away. There was no stopping and dropping, huh? He, they just both went, whoa, uh, and took off. And, you know, uh, it brings a whole new meaning to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped it like it was hot, and I don't think he liked it. Uh, um, but, yeah, so they didn't burn down the building. They uh, These guys did not meet their New Year's resolutions. No, no, fail. And, those, uh, those, those are like a lot know, of guys in the gym. After the second day, they fail. They just stopped. <laughs> but there's always next year, so... We're, we we uh, we like to support people. I don't want you to give up. You know, God doesn't give up on you. No. Live your dreams, man. Live but your dreams. Anyway, they're probably going to go to jail. So. Yeah. So um, speaking of immigration, mm. uh, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, opposite thoughts on immigration and, you know, what we should do. And I believe every country should have borders, and 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 we should do it the the right way, and and those type of things, and give everybody an opportunity. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but there is a documentary on Netflix about immigration. Wow, mm. wow, um, like a newer one. Uh, or is it from 20, 2010 or something? No, no, no. It's newer. I mean, the last couple of years or whatever. Uh, well, actually, since. Trump was president. So 2018. Yeah. So the last five years or so. Um, and it was pretty interesting. And, you know, they talk a lot, a lot about splitting families up. You hear that in the news, splitting families up. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was interesting is, uh, 
this father and daughter was trying to come over here. And, and listen, if you don't come over here the right way, you know, I think there should be punishment and all those things. And, and, and you know, and I, and I know that it's a difficult situation. It's not just easy as saying you got to go back home, you know, because mm-hmm. then they, you try to come right back and all the things. So I don't have the solution. I'm just telling you about the documentary. Um, but they split him up, right? Mm-hmm. Because he had to go to a men's prison. And then the little girl, which is like five or six, she's already lost her mom. Her mom died, like, trying to save her or something. Mm. Um, So they send her off to, like, foster care in in America somewhere. Mm. And so these foster parents are telling them, you know, this is is your new life. You're never going to see your father again. Um, All these crazy things. Uh, And it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen uh, in my life. Um, So now... I kind of got a different perspective of what people are saying when they say, Hey, you know, they're splitting families up and I don't, I don't know what the the right way uh, to go about it is. Do you put a father and, and a daughter in the prison together? I mean, if, if they say this guy was um, drinking and driving, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't have any family, the Father would go to jail, and they would send the you know the daughter to foster care somewhere. If if it wasn't if they were U.S. citizens, yeah, you know, um, so but it was just sad, and all the things that a lot of these people had to do to get here, and then you know to be incarcerated in prison, and and all those things, and it just reminds me like. As Americans, how good we do have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when we see a lot of a lot of uh, the politics and things breaking down in America, we still have it better than most countries. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, I mean to bring the mood down. I think the solution is burn down the immigration. Burn center. down the immigration. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the only way around it. It's we not the solution, we people. Provoke, and we're not. We don't promote violence or anything and, and uh, arson uh, because guess what? You might catch yourself on fire. You might catch yourself on fire. And that's never a good day. And then uh, you might lose your phone. That was the yeah. big problem. The real tragedy of this story is the guy doesn't have his phone. <laughs> he's going to go find another one. But do you really think he's under his name? Like he's in America <laughs> as an immigrant? And he's he just... lost all his contacts, bro. Have some <laughs> bro, sympathy. Can you imagine how bad that would be? Really? Like, he lost how many phone numbers do you know by heart? Yeah, dude. He, do- he doesn't have any more friends. They're all... <laughs> They're all gone. He can't call any of them. Oh, man. You got to look them all up on Facebook. <laughs> and he can't even log <laughs> into his account. He can't even log into his account because they're trying to send. A, they say, hey, we don't recognize this advice. Yeah, we're going to send it to your phone. We'll send you a, a temporary code Mm-mm. to the police. That's the tragedy. <laughs> now they can get into his Facebook. <sighs> so, yeah, he's screwed. Yeah. Yep. Totally messed up. Anyway, that was my story, man. What's your story? Jeremy Rosarado. <laughs> before this Rose thing starts, listen to this. Rosado. Listen to this. Before this podcast starts, he said, Hey, how do you think you say this name? <laughs> and it's spelled R O S A D O. And I said, It's probably Rosado. 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 And, <laughs> and now he just starts adding <laughs> syllables and letters. Now that we. Rosadado. But did you It just. We had it right. It was. It's not even that crazy. Rosado. R- Rosado. Rosado. It's got to be Rosado. Jimmy Rosado. Which I don't know how you say it, but either way, you don't just add letters in your pronunciation. <laughs> you got to at least use the ones that are there on the screen. Hey, man. 
Listen. Uh, anyway, it's just, it's what the happened to this guy? Real. What's going on with this guy that you're talking it's about? It's Rosado because just the way it is. Yeah, Rosado looks good to me. <laughs> I so the, Rosado. J- Jeremy Rosado. Let's say it again. What is it really? <laughs> Rosado. 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 I think it's Rosado. Rosado. Okay. Jeremy Rosado. I don't want to get this messed up because I think this is a good story. Jeremy Rosado brings Kelly Clarkson to tears about the goodness of God. Um, this guy is a finalist on, on The Voice, and uh, he didn't make it all the way to the top, um, but uh, he was just talking about 10 years ago he was on American Idol, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't he didn't get in the top over there or whatever, and then life happened, and he kind of like, gave up on his dream of music, you know? So 10 years went by, somebody encouraged them to go to the voice, which I th- I like the voice a little bit better because you have young people and you can have somebody that's 45, 50 years old on the voice. And I think this mm-hmm. is kind of a cool mixture. Cause you get some people that have some uh, really mature voices on there. So he tried it again and they, he ended up in the finals of the voice. And, um, and through that, he, uh, he got a, um, a contract with Capitol Records on the Christian side and has been toying, nice. toying uh, with the, uh, I was about to say Backstreet Boys. <laughs> what is the boys, the Christian boys band? Oh, I don't know. What? Uh, boys, boys, the men, the but, uh, ABC. But, mm, but, mm. But, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's know, going on uh, the, the Christian boy band? Who's no, the they're not a boys band, but it has boys. Oh, news boys. News boys. News oh, boys. Okay, there you go. News boys. You said uh, a Christian boy band? Well, I mean, it is kind of Christian <laughs> I mean, boy I, I don't band. Know. It's okay. I get, I get it now. News boys. I'm back on track. Yeah. He's with the news boys. Listen, man. Hey, the struggle's real out here. You know, everybody does. Let me, just, let me just take a moment and just let you know what's going on. Tell us about it. See, I have this condition. It's always a condition. It is a condition. I have dyslexia. And if a lot of y'all don't know, uh, one of the things about dyslexia is uh, memory recall. I have a lot of stuff in there. Mm. The problem is getting it out. Mm. So that's one of the things. And so sometimes, like, under pressure, it's like... There's no dial, pressure here. The dial-up comes in. You oh, know, I'm just gosh. like, oh, here we go. This whole brain slowing down you under just, pressure. You need a new router, man. Yeah, I need a new router. I need to defrag maybe. Yeah. Clean the hard drive. You need to shut it off and turn it back on. Yes. Something we don't do enough. Yeah. Something. You need to restart. We need... What we was talking about earlier, you got to get you got to get a rest. That's right. How often do you do that to your phone when it acts up? Probably, yeah, probably every month or so. Yeah, Ish. I only do it when it acts up or it dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Jeremy Rosado, he, he ends up getting this uh, record deal. He was uh, on on Kelly Clarkson's team. And uh, and I think that uh, this is uh, an upcoming guy. He's traveling with the Newsboys. Um, and uh, so you nailed all the info that time. You yeah, got it. See? I got it. It was all it. right there. It was all right there. Uh, major recording contract with Capital Music Group. Um, and uh, so he's out there doing things, man. That just one of those things. Don't give up on your dream. There you, go. you know, ten years later, he got an opportunity to do the voice. Um, and he went out there and he did his thing and, uh, now he's, now he's living the dream. So we're going to jump right into one of his songs. Uh, believe you will by Jeremy Rosado. 
I don't walk by myself when I go through the valley of shadows. I know that you're here with me. I'm not out of reach. I'm everything but afraid when I'm walking into the battle. I've been in places just like this. What you did before, you win again. You will turn this into something good. Show up right on time for me. Do everything you said you would. I believe, I believe, I believe you will turn my sorrow into joy. Calm the storm with just your voice. Do everything you said you would. Is a hope and a future. Even in my greatest pain, nothing goes to waste. Every tear I've cried just waters the garden. Oh, I know it will be worth the harvest. Yeah, I've kept every promise, and I know you will again. You will turn this into something good. Show a pride on time for me. I believe you will, Jeremy Rosado. Y'all go out and check him out, man. I know he's gonna have some new music. That's one of his uh, uh, his new songs that he just released a couple months ago. Um, as he's out there on tour with the Newsboys, so that's like an original one. That's an that's yeah, that's an original one that he could, he, he done um, on the show, which is interesting. He did a lot of covers of uh, big songs like. Stuff like Whitney Houston and some really big women songs, yeah. Uh, and and I, I checked out a couple of them, but it was pretty cool to hear uh, a guy kind of do some of those big women yeah. songs come, and it made you look at the song a little different coming from a man's perspective. You know, Just doing it for the boys out there, That's saying, right. "Hey, boys, we can do anything these girls do. That's right. Don't That's let right. anybody put you down, hold you down. We can do it too." Is that what he was saying? Something like that. Yeah. You good. know, and then he made his voice really high. So I heard this guy the other day say, uh, "You know, you know how you know, this a whole equal rights things. I mean, you know, men and women are all the same, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, I just like the way you said. You know, there's an equal rights thing. Yeah, yeah, equal rights. Yeah, everybody wants to be the same, and yeah. men and women are the same, and we are. We are equal. Uh-huh. We are equal, but we're not the same, right? Um, but the other day, Dana White slapped his wife. Oh, did he? Yeah." Did she deserve it? Uh, I don't. Well, she slapped him first. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not getting into all that. But then they want to torture Dana White. Dana White for slapping his wife, and I was just like, I Are thought. We, I thought we were equal. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's man. He shouldn't have slapped. I don't know anything about the situation. Shouldn't I don't think her. he shouldn't have slapped her. Even if it, 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 male on male, female on female. There's this crazy thing, though, that girls will do where they think they can just attack guys because they're like, oh, I'm a girl. You can't hit me back. But it's it's messed up because it's not equal. Yeah, it's not equal. You can't just assault people. You can't. And that's like this whole this whole generation of just, it's different. Will Smith just getting up and just. At least that was another dude. 
Yeah, but still, you just you can't, can't do that. Yeah, you can't just do that without expecting something to happen to you. And there's a lot of comedians after that were like having to have security because people were getting up oh, yeah. on the stage mm-hmm. wanting to just slap them because they didn't like the way they were getting made fun of. Yeah. Listen, if you don't want to get made fun of at a comedy show, don't sit in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Sit in the back, the, mind that's your manners. What, that's what it happens. <laughs> yeah. You're there to be made fun of, and you're there to laugh, and you're there to have a good time. And when I go to a comedy show, I want the comics to be on, on the edge of whatever it is, mm-hmm. the edge of politics, the edge of whatever, because if you can't laugh at it there, you can't you can't have a good time, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, anyways. That's crazy. Yeah. Did it say what they were arguing about? Uh, I hope it was like no, um, but it was in Mexico, so there's no no charges. The Mexican government was just like, yeah, you need to take care of your girl. <laughs> yeah. I ca- sometimes I love that kind of stuff, and other times it's it's horrible and messed up. So Cabo, you ever been to Cabo? No, but a lot of people, a lot of people. Cabo, has. So yeah. I tried to look up Cabo, and it was just like it's on the southern peninsula of California, but it is a Mexican territory. Yeah, something like that. So what the heck is it? Is it California or is it Mexico? Well, it's like like Puerto Rico or something like that for us. Where it's yeah. like it's a US territory, but you know, it's not really a state or anything. That's interesting. I want to go to Cabo. They yeah. said it's really nice. Everybody says it's nice. Um I think my sister and her husband went there for their honeymoon. They went somewhere over there in California in that area. Yeah. So it's probably Cabo. On Dana White's thing, it was just one one guy recording him with his phone. So they're out in public, I guess? They're at a, like a club mm. at the right time. And do you see her hit him? Oh, yeah. The guy was like, he took his he took, he took his phone and he was like, push record. And then he just like, at perfect timing, bro. Like he just kind of moved towards up to where they were like in this private yeah. area. And then as soon as he gets up to him, she slaps him. And then he was just like kind of stunned for a second. And it was like, what? And just slapped her back, which messed up. It's messed up. You know that guy must have been hearing him argue and stuff for a while. You know, oh, for yeah. him to be like, I need to record this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. For sure, he did. They must have been yelling, and then one of them was like, "Come over here. We can't. We're making a scene." This is the crazy thing about it. Man. So you know, if you work for um the NFL, if you mm-hmm. are the the president of the NFL, okay. you're the president of the MLB. M- NBA and you slap your wife you're going to either lose your job or they're going to make you take some time off yeah you know I mean it's just one of those things uh-huh. you can't do that yeah so you know Dana White for whatever reason he picks to be interviewed by TMZ um, I think he's got some kind of relationship with him I, I feel might, like he's yeah there a lot. he's uh, he probably like Trust those guys not to answer, like to ask the hard questions or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but then he comes out and uh, on his the first UFC fight coming back, he says, uh, "All right, so let's just talk about it. Yeah. You know, let's just get the elephant out of the room. That way, we can f- focus on the fighters the rest of the week." So they ask him, "Is there going to be any like, you know, are you going to step down? What's the punishment?" He was like. <laughs> I don't know what you call these kind of people. He goes, what do you, what should the punishment be? Uh-huh. Like, if I step down, it's going to hurt the UFC. It's not going to hurt me. Uh-huh. It's going to hurt the fighters. Is like, like he's too big and he's uh-huh. too important yeah, that he yeah. couldn't step down and this machine that they've already built won't keep going. Uh-huh. Um, 
So I just think it's it's funny how people get so big that they think n- nothing can be done without them. Yeah. You know, narcissists. Well, I think he is a big part of it. I don't follow it enough to really know how yeah. much he does, but I think he does do a ton. I'm sure he does, but you know what? Probably like a lot more than most presidents. Like yeah, he's of like the MLB super or balls. the NBA yeah. or something like that. I think he's out there like really involved. Yeah, I know, I know he's like really involved in like the production, you know, that goes out and then he's like in the ears of the guys in the in the uh, you know, the the trailer outside screaming at him and telling him yeah, you yeah. can't be doing this mm-hmm. and that and all that. So uh, he might be. But at some point, man, like you're not Yeah, you're it's not, different yeah. when you're a public figure and all yeah. you can't it's I don't know, that's rough. Not obviously I would never hit my wife, but also my wife would never hit me. Right. You know, that's not an option. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that's the that's the thing is Sandra and I was talking about it is, you know, it's not it's not right for anybody to hit anybody, but at the end of the day, like First, you know, you got alcohol involved, and yeah, obviously probably. there's some, you know, some stuff that they haven't taken care of. But w- when you when you have a, a biblical relationship, you know, it's you don't find yourself in those in those issues, you know. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So I want to talk about some stuff. So I went. To, I've been going to this little. They call it so spiritual emphasis week. Spiritual. Um. Okay. So so twenty. 23 and it's in the, the local church there in uh, in the neighborhood where I live in Mount Bellevue and man I tell you um, it's kind of like our convocation yeah. but it's for their people it's, it doesn't have anything to do with you know pastors and missionaries and they bring in some incredible incredible speakers and we went Monday Tuesday and then wrapped it up on um, on Wednesday last night and I tell you that on Monday night, um, they had this guy come in, and I need to look up his name, Luke something, and uh, he's a prophet. Okay. And um, and he reminds, if you could just take me and Andy Minio and combine <laughs> them into one person, uh-huh. that's what this guy looks like. Okay. Okay. I get it. Um, I like it. And you know when you when you hear prophet, um, I, my whole like guard automatically yeah, comes, comes up. up. Uh-huh. You know, oh, you're prophet, and the dude's like forty something. Like he's my age, yeah. and I'm just doesn't like, sound like he's your age, forty something. <laughs> come on, dude. come on, come on, bro. Well, let's get it straight. You're old enough to be a prophet for sure. <laughs> if he's your age. I, I'm giving him more points. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. Who needs enemies? Yeah, who <laughs> Who needs enemies? Are you pulling him up or what? I'm trying to find him, yes. Okay. So um, he's so he's in his 40s or so. He's so he's in old. his 40s, but... Um, he calls himself a prophet. He calls himself a prophet. So I'm just like, you know, <clears throat> whatever. I'm not like, I'm like down with 40-something-year-old prophets. You haven't lived enough life. <laughs> And um, what age do you get to be a prophet? I don't mind. I think you have to, I, you know, I feel like you should be gray. You think so? You know what I mean? You th- <laughs> do you think any of the prophets in the Bible were gray? Um, I don't even think they live that long. <laughs> did they, did they all get murdered in like their thirties? <laughs> well, that was Jesus. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. 
This is just a, you know, when you think of a prophet, you just think of somebody much older. Okay, did he have a robe on? Did he at uh, least Luke have Holter. a beard? Luke Holter. This is this guy right here. But this okay. doesn't really like. You know, he looks well put together. Yeah, this. He looks way better than you, man. <laughs> this doesn't really give an, uh, I know y'all can't see, um, oh, Mr. Luke here, but that we're looking at, but Luke is more of this guy. Ah, I gotcha. Tattooed. He's a hip hop. Like, like this is what he normally looks like okay. with tinnies, you know, kind of, he kind of dresses a little bit, you know. I respect the Timberlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Gucci shoes on the other day when oh I was my there. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, he's a big deal. Not only is he a prophet, but he's a, a Dr. Luke Holter. A Dr. Prophet? A Dr. Prophet. Okay. So, anyways, so, well, we're really good friends with the, um, with the, uh, the, the children's pastors over there. Right, we had him on. Yeah, we had him on. Yeah, a while back. Did we? Yeah, it was. It's been a while over at your house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had him on. That's right. It was a memorable conversation. Yeah, for sure. I, it was a great conversation. Uh, anyway, so we we're sitting by them, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he gets up there and he does a, a fa- matter of fact. I'm probably going to end up stealing this uh, message that he, uh, he he and I will give him credit. Uh, but he preached a message titled Wonka. Uh, and like Willy? Like Willy Wonka. Okay. Yes, man, it was, it was, I'm telling you, it was. <laughs> David's it, got the biggest smile on his face. Y'all right know how I get. And guess what? Guess what? He said that when he was putting this message together, that he looked because he wanted to bring some Oompa Loompas on stage. Oh and he found some in Houston. He found some Oompa Loompas? For rent. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was an amazing idea. What? I started Where? shaking in my chair. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Do you mean, okay, just to clarify, or do you mean actual, like they dress like Oompa Loompas? Or do you mean... Little people that will I'm, you can rent that I'm, will go do a gig for you. I'm not whatever. for sure, but I really want to find out. Well, I mean, were they in a Oompa Loompa costume? Or he didn't bring them. Oh. His wife said it's probably not a good idea. I said that was the best idea I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Dude, they had midget wrestling downtown a few months ago, and I was so gonna go, but I got I was I was really. I see midget wrestling in Lufkin, Texas. Yeah. It would have been downtown been Lufkin, great, Texas. That's that sounds like the place for it. <laughs> anyway, okay, so his message is called Wonka. Wonka. And um anyways. Um he wanted to bring Oopalumpas out, but his wife says it's probably not a good idea. So he called the pastor's son. The pastor's uh. son says, Bro, you got something here. <laughs> Okay. But he listened to his wife, and then the pastor gets up there and thanks his wife that he didn't bring Oompa Loompas on the stage. So, one of these days, you might see Oompa Loompas on the stage because I think I'm going to do what it. Was the, what's the, the, what's Willy, the premise? Willy what's, Wonka. You know, the whole premise of Willy Wonka about the boy that the, the last kid, uh, well, I forgot his name, Charlie. Uh-huh. Uh, he reaches down. Right, he reaches down into the gutter and he takes time to get down in the gutter, and then he uh-huh. finds the, some money and he goes in and buys the, uh-huh. and he goes through all the different people and how they they wasn't honorable and they they cheated while they were in uh-huh. in the factory, 
and uh, Charlie's la- last test was giving the ever loving, everlasting gobstopper back. Yeah, and then that's when he got that's when he got it. So the whole yeah. thing was about being honest and all those things. Okay, uh, and, right. and integrity yeah. and the whole thing. So what would the uh, Oompa Loompas have done? I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. Like. <laughs> He, he he was more of a prophet, so he kind of got away from the Wonka th- thing pretty fast. Yeah. Like, he only spent, like, maybe 10 minutes telling the story. Okay. But he gave just enough that I could develop this thing with Oompa Loompas. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be I can't great. wait to see it. It's going to be great. It's going to be the most amazing thing that God's ever inspired yeah, me to Yeah, you think do. so? <laughs> All right. I'm in. You tell me when you're preaching it. I'll be there. Ah, so, anyways, so he was on there, and and I, and was you ever uh, around when Joe Wright was coming through and reading people's mail? I'm I'm sure you was around, but, yeah, but you was I pretty think I was small. Pretty young. Yeah, um, and you know when uh, we used to have this this gentleman Joe Wright that we, he would come around, and he would make you stand up and he would mm-hmm. read your mail and. You know, when you're a teenager, that's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because you have some mail that don't need to be read. You know what I'm saying? That you're doing some things you don't want nobody to know. Oh, yeah. You know, you want that return to sender. You don't want uh-huh. nobody to read that. Uh-huh. And uh, so but, and those those uh, those messages were always, like, super heavy. And the room was just, like, so heavy. And the Holy Spirit is going to, like, pull your pants down and whip you because of all Ooh. the bad things you've been doing, you uh-huh. know? Um, so that's my experience with prophets. Yeah. Um, but this guy, he comes in and he's like funny, um, and he te- he he tells a great story, and then he begins to prophesy um, over people, and and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I, I bet she probably don't even have that. You know, she probably don't even have a husband. He's over there prophesying over her. You know, just like oh, just being negative about it yeah. because I'm just. Especially with the whole Trump thing, you've heard all these prophets come out, and Trump's going to do this, and Trump's going to do that, and they end up being false prophets. Um, So I got this real, just this wall that just goes up when I hear prophet. Well, we're sitting next to the the children's pastor, and uh, so this was the game with them. Not really a game, but they were started telling us, like, who these people were as soon as, like, he points them out. Oh, so they so he would point somebody and they'd say, "Okay, that's so and so." Yeah, uh. and this is their story, and then and then like as they're walking towards the stage, and and he's sitting there, he's in tune with the Holy Spirit, and, and he begins to just knock these dudes right between the eyeballs. Whew. Yes, and it was amazing, boy. He had told this young guy, he goes, who are you? And they've already told us the story, and then the guy was just like, I'm such and such. I work up in the media center. Well. Come to find out, they're telling us the story. I oh, mean, this guy's got a brilliant mind. There's nothing about computers that he don't know. He lives in this little small community out there on the outside of uh, Mount Bellevue, and they didn't have internet, so he hooked up some of this little satellite and like got internet for his whole hey. like little small community and all these different things. And 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 uh, the guy said, uh, "The Lord told me that it's time for you to stop watering another man's horse." He said that you have a brilliant mind. He said, uh, he says, I don't know. I'm seeing something about mainframe computers and satellites. And 
And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I begin to weep, bro. Like, you know, the older I get, the easier I cry. Kind of like, you know, your dad's going yeah. through. I'm just going through the same. Okay, pause. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <clears throat> Speaking of your dad. So, me and your dad's kind of, you know, we're moving into this very forward relationship with one another. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's I know. Just through conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he tells me about this this trip that he's going on, yeah. This cruise, oh yeah. So he's like, you know, Dale and Carl and you know your, your grandpa, yeah, and, some of the older people yeah, in the church. Some of these old people. I don't know how your dad how old your dad is, but he said, "Hey man, you gotta go." Yeah, he said, "I could really use somebody closer to my age." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, man, that's a great idea. But when he left, I was just like, hey, man, I felt like Stacy's old enough to be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all are actually probably close. And that's what I started thinking. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are close. Y'all what, like a few months off or something? Stacy's just an old soul, so he's not as old as you think he is. No. He's just an old soul. What's he, like 58 or something? Um... Yeah, 59. Yeah. So we're only, I don't think he's quite 60. We're only like... Or he's about to turn 60. 10 years apart. So yeah. we're not that far apart. That's like me and you. Yeah. You know? Well, we're a little further. <laughs> we're, come on. We're pretty far apart. <laughs> At least 20. We're like 20. Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah, we're not that far apart. <laughs> you, just, you just couldn't let me have No, it, I couldn't. Right? Just couldn't I just... It. I don't I don't want us to get too far from reality here. <laughs> But no, you are much closer to him in yeah, so life experiences, thought, and you know, I don't know. Y'all are closer. Yeah, we're closer. We're totally different life experiences. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, as far as you got kids that are about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, kids in college and having babies. And, yeah, you know, all, that. All, all yeah. So we, yeah, you know, we definitely. You're at the inside of y'all's careers, Ooh. getting close to him. He just retired. You're probably what. I'm not retiring. I'm not retiring. Ever? Never. No. Okay. Well, never mind then. They're gonna They're gonna find me with a, a pool something in my hand dead in somebody's backyard. <laughs> You're gonna be just on the the floaty in the pool. <laughs> they're gonna come on. I'm just like, I'm, what, what, do you, what was that? Uh, uh, that movie with the dead guy. Oh, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, weekend at Bernie's in somebody's backyard. Yeah, that's you doing the Bernie weekend at David's. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I thought that was funny. Um, and then I realized, yeah, I'm really not that much younger than no, you. Uh-uh. So, um, so yeah, so the, this guy just starts reading this mail and he was just like, he said, um, he said that, uh, I see. Oh, then he goes, he goes, you come here. And then he goes, like, he didn't even know this chick, right? Uh-huh. They weren't even sitting together because this guy was working. And this, his wife was sitting over there in the chair. And he just pointed her out like he already knew. Wait, wait, okay. I lost. So the the prophet guy on stage pointing to this girl. Yeah, it said, come here. Okay. said, uh-huh. who, you're, who are you to him? You're so, his wife. Are you talking about the uh, the media guy? Yeah. Like he's still up on stage. Yeah, he's still there. Okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, back to the story. Sorry. And, uh, and he just like knew that it was his wife, uh-huh. you know. And so now I'm locked in. <laughs> You know, okay, okay, this is this, yeah. this is the legit. You know, even though he's young like me, yeah, he's still legit. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so he just begins to tell him. He goes, he goes uh, something about 
the Lord is showing me that that he's going to expand the walls of your house like there's uh um that your house is too small. He says, you got a bunch of kids. And the guy was say, yeah, five kids mm-hmm. and the house too small. He says, oh yeah, definitely. The house is too small. And he said, the Lord's going to expand your house. And he just begins to read this dude's mail. Right. So now I'm locked in. I'm like, okay, here we're legit. So this guy goes on to, to, to tell his story and stuff about, um, like, uh, dreams that he has 2012, he had a dream that there was going to be a pandemic mm-hmm. in the United States. And the Lord began to give him uh, these things that he didn't really know what they were. But he, he, every time he woke up in the morning he had a dream, he would like document his dreams because his dreams become these things that begin to, to, to do things and produce and, and become businesses and, and, and different things like that. Uh, so it goes by, you know, and then one of the things that he said that I thought was pretty interesting was he said, uh, he goes, everybody wants to know why God's not uh, prophesying in this current generation. And he said, because most prophets are not famous. Mm. And I was just like, he said, you're looking to the TV preacher to tell you prophecy. He said, they're not prophets. And I've been just beginning to think like, man, like we have to get more in tune with our our local church and our local the local body, not just the church we're in, but the, the, the people that are surrounding us in our city and stuff like that, that God's really moving through, just like this gentleman. And so he goes on and he was just like, 2012, like, so this whole time from 2012, like he's like. What kind of businesses you talk about? I'm going to get into that in a minute. Okay, all right. Um. So he's just thinking about all these different things, and then one of the other, you know, then and then he kind of just like goes on, and then he he meets this lady and this man, and um, uh, they they like his shoes. He said he's he he's led over forty people to the Lord because of his shoes, <laughs> like to just be in the mall or whatever, and, and you know he has some dope Gucci titties on or mm-hmm. whatever, and then somebody was like, "Hey man, I like your shoes," and then. He's just like, and he'd be like, "I love Jesus." What yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, yeah, you know, um, and uh, and then so, you know, he goes through these things, and he said, uh, so he he met the, the, this couple, and uh, just a couple of years after he had this dream, and they were atheists, and and he so so he leads them to the Lord, right, and he begins to follow they follow each other on social media, and so uh, twenty twenty comes pandemic. Right, and uh, so he was just like, "Man, I need to get a hold of the CDC," because the Lord gave me this dream about there's going to be a pandemic, and He also gave me this formula for these anim- anim- the, the the antibodies, yeah, um, that everybody was taking. That was kind of a, you know, people was like, "I don't know if you should be taking them," and they outlawed them in some places and all that. If that really worked, I took them, and it. Just like change COVID for me, mm-hmm. um, but the Lord gave this to him in 2012, right? So he said he posted on Facebook. He says, "Does anybody know how to get a hold of the CDC?" And it, you know, who does that? <laughs> and he says, "But when you're used to God doing big stuff all the time, yeah, yeah. he says questions like that are not big, yeah, you know." So he posted on there, and the, those two people that he led to the Lord, he said, "Hey." 
my son is one of the head dudes at the CDC. <laughs> so he goes, here's his cell phone. He says, but I'm going to tell you something. When you call and you tell him that God has given you a dream, mm-hmm. he's not going to hear it. Yeah. He's atheist. Right. And he's, you know, very much uh, not going to hear anything about Jesus. And he was just like, okay. So they give him this number. And he, so he calls him. He goes, hey, man, you know, uh, I'm I'm such and such friends with, you know, your, your parents and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he says why he was in, introducing himself that he he got this vision of this tree. Okay. And this tree had five limbs, uh, five limbs on a head, uh, five pink bows on this tree. And at the bottom of this tree was a divorce decree. Okay. And he said he had this vision of this man signing the divorce decree. And as he was signing this divorce decree, the, the limbs were uh, rotting off the tree, mm-hmm. wilting and going, and then just kind of falling off. And uh, he told the guy, he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, man, I just, can I just tell you something? And he says, uh, he says, if you, if you sign that divorce decree, you're going to lose all five of your children. Ooh. And the guy was like, okay, you got my attention. Mm. He goes, nobody but my lawyer, not even my parents, know about this. Mm. He says, just me, my lawyer, and this divorce decree is sitting in the, the car seat next to me. Yeah. And uh, he led the dude to the Lord. Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he began to anaclonal antibodies. That was yeah. the whole thing. Monoclonal. Monoclonal. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so he began to work and put that stuff in in in, in place, you know, and they begin to, to take those things out. Another story, he had, he had a um, he had a dream of this formula. All these numbers and symbols and, and different things and, and um, so he didn't know what to do with this thing. So he like when he, as soon as he woke up, he wrote it down. And they got a hold of this um, this scientist, and he was just like, "Hey, man, just like take a look at this." And the guy back come back. He says, "How long you been a scientist?" Because this is a very, very uh, forward thinking, uh, adhesive formula that nobody's even thought about yet. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, "No, nah, man, I'm just. I had a dream, and the Lord gave me this dream, and." Uh, so it turned out to be the adhesive that they use on frog tape. Wow! So I don't know if you, people know what frog tape is. It's like the it's the blue tape that you find in uh, in Home Depot and stuff that you put out mm-hmm. to to you know. But it's the green stuff, the frog tape, end up selling the, the business for millions of dollars. Wow! Um, <clears throat> yeah, just those different stories like that, and and um, and I was just thinking, like, man, how come? How come we don't see more of people like this in our everyday walk in our in our in our church in in the church down the street? How come it's it's a special thing that when we see uh, you know a forty something year old prophet that it's it's an oddity? Yeah, you know. Um, and one of the things that he he was saying is it's it's got to be one of those things that. You can't be afraid for God to 
do things in your life. And there's got to be sacrifices and there's got to be things that, that you're willing to give up friendships and, and family members and, and the, the way that you live on life. And, and we're so conditioned in this life that we're afraid to give up some of those, um, conveniences, some of those things that society says, okay. Uh, he says, but whoever, who would ever thought when, um, when I was just a little kid that I was going to be wearing Gucci shoes, yeah, you know, that I was, I was going to be able to give out, give away so many hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars or however much money that he was giving away, um, to the less fortunate and all those different things. But he said that was a point in his life when he was 16 years old that God gave him his first dream. And, um, he said, man, at 16 year old, I didn't know what to do with a dream. You know, but God began to show him that he was he was different. He grew up in uh, like one of the Dakotas, right? Ninety eight percent white. Yeah, ninety eight percent. The only the other two percent were Native Americans. Mm, okay. He said uh, it wasn't until he was in uh, eighth grade before he seen the first black guy. Wow. And uh, he went to a, a, a youth camp for the AGs are putting him on. He was real poor. Um, and he, and when he got off the bus, it was this black dude sitting there and he was just like, went up to him. He was just like, whatever you're doing, I want to do. <laughs> and he said that, you know, every morning he would meet him out of his little cabin and carry his Bible. And they, this guy would like talk, you know, talk, speak into his life and tell him that he was going to be a world changer. And these are the things that he was going to have to do. And it like totally changed the way he thought about himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that as, as a struggle as uh, as Christians, because we we still want to have one foot in and one foot out. Mm. You know, we still want to have a part of our life um, in the world, but still we want to be separated from the world. And I know I struggle with that too, because I still want to be, I mean, I still want to be cool. I still want to be able to, Roll up on some, uh, you know, some non Christians, and, and and for them to accept me for uh-huh. one, one. If they don't, then you you don't have their ear, right? You know. But what is the balance? You know, what is the balance? And I and I know you, you probably deal with some of that stuff in your music too, because you want to be able to do good music if it's Christian or not. You yeah, know, sure. um, and but at the same time, where 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 is that? Where is that balance? Like how 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 far can we how far can we go and what can we do? Um, and but still have that passion and uh, that uh, unwillingness to give up everything else, but but to like chase after God, yeah. you know? Um, and that's just really opened my eyes because the Lord has used me in the past. I wouldn't call myself a prophet by no means, but the Lord has talked to me about you know certain things and certain people, and has allowed me to be prophetic uh, in in certain times and situations. Um, so it really made me think: like, how do I go in? How do I, how do I become the this guy? I don't want to be him, but how do I allow God to use me in that way? in my everyday life, you know, when I'm walking in the mall and somebody says, Hey, I like your shoes and yeah. be able to lead them to, to Jesus. 
Um, so to say all that, you know, this was just a, a life changing experience for me this week. It really was to, um, you know, a, a lot of times, uh, I love our church. I'm not saying anything about a church, but at, when you're in leadership here, there's always stuff going on, you know? Sure. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, uh, I'm in charge of, you know, a lot of the things that happen on a Sunday morning, live stream, you know, audio, video, all that stuff falls under kind of my umbrella. So yeah. if something's going on, it's not like, man, that sucks. That light's just kind of over there flickering, you know, or, man, how come the, the drones, you can't hear the drones? Or, you know, yeah. I'm on a thing, like, man, what's going on? Mate? Can I, do I need to do something to fix it instead of just, like, letting it go like everybody else right. and fo- continue to focus? Or or somebody's tapping on the shoulder, hey, such so just needs this, you know? Mm-hmm. But to get away and just to be fed and then nobody really knows you, you know? I mean, I, we knew some people there, but I wasn't their pastor. Right. You know, I wasn't I wasn't their, you know, whoever it was that, you know, I'm holding them accountable or whatever those things is. Um, and it just made me think, like, how, how do I, how do I do that for leaders in churches and, and different things? How, how do I find that, um, in, in my setting, in my situation, and, and those type of things, because, you know, the 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 stat used to be twenty percent of the people used to do eighty percent of the work. Yeah, something like that. And now it's they're saying it's ten percent of people are doing ninety percent of the work. Wow. So, um, so us as the ones that are doing the work are constantly being pulled on. You know, yeah. you're we're, you know. I know you've already gotten started getting the phone calls for convocation and yeah, yeah, they're wanting you to commit early and, you know, and and then we're, we're taking off work and all those different things to, to make sure that, you know, the, the, the vision of the church happens and it takes all of us, uh, more than 10%, but the 10% of the people are doing it. But at that, how do we still get fed? How, how do you, how do you worship at the same time you're doing, sound you know you got to find that place where you can be able to do it and and i have to do a better job of getting you time off uh to be able to sit in the crowd and and be able to to do those things and um so just kind of just open my eyes really like how how do we do that you know how does the leaders of the church continue to get fed and and it's one of those things like i don't expect pastor to feed me I come expecting a good word and for a pastor to inspire me. But at the end of the day, it's my job to feed myself. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times we forget about that because as leaders and especially preachers and teachers, like when you're studying, it's hard to study just for fun. You know, you're studying. Oh man, that would make a great message. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, let me write that down because I mean, I can, I can preach that, uh-huh. you know? Um, and that's all what, what I do. And, uh, um, these messages they were preaching all week. Oh man, I can you know, I can find some Opalupas. Oh, uh, <laughs> Opalupas on on deck for sure. Um, but just stuff like that instead of just and then I, that's what I had to do. Man. I said, I mean, God just like like slow my mind down and just like speak to me. You know, yeah. let this not be about what I can pour out on other people, but let me do it in overflow instead of instead of doing it my way. You know, and I think that's been. You're inspired to do your best 
creativity is in, is in overflow when th- things are just pouring out of you instead of you're sitting down and trying to force it out you know and it's probably the same as write music when you're sitting and you're doing music a lot and you're playing a lot of music and you hear certain chords or, or whatever or certain melodies that fit good together and it's just all coming because you're doing repetitions over and over and over again it's the same way with the word and the same way with God that that we just have to do this stuff over and over as we read and and um you know it's done bible studies with people and uh so you pull up your phone and then like and people don't really notice this i notice it because when it happens to me it reminds me that i'm not doing a good job so we'll do a bible study and it's just like so if it's a weekly bible study you pull Mm -hmm. up your phone and you go you know to your bible Bible. app or whatever and Mm -hmm. it's still on the same one from last week. Ooh. Like they haven't even done anything. Uh-huh. You know, they haven't read their word all week long. Yeah. And you're just like, oh yeah, you're busted. I'll never say anything. <laughs> but I know that they're not reading their Bible unless yeah. they're at home reading yeah, a book. Yeah. But like, come on, like when's the last time that you opened a Bible? I, I, I'm a, I'm an analog guy, man. So I use, I use the hardware. I like the, uh, the actual Bible. I don't even have a Bible app on my phone. Really? Which, yeah. I should probably get one just to have it. So I have like, I mean, there's several Bibles up there, right? Yeah. And then I have, you know, the, you got a bunch co- of props in your, the room. coordinates and all that. Now I do pull the coordinates out, um, sometimes, but I mean, it's so easy with, with the internet to yeah. get all that stuff right here in your fingertips uh-huh. and just search it out real quick. And, um, and early on in my in in learning how to preach and stuff, uh, Brother Calvin gave me a program where all that stuff was in there, and, and you can just like, you know, you're reading this verse in this program, and you just click it, and it'll show you the rest of you know the coordinates basically. Wow. So early on, I got used to yeah, yeah. doing that, and it made it stuff real efficient, especially when you're you know bivocational and you're working. 56, 50 hours a week, and then you're preaching every week when I was a youth pastor, and so all that. Yeah, you got to be quick. Yeah, you know, you, you need to get in and out and undo your studying, so that really helped a lot. But but I also think that sitting down and meditating and spending time with the Lord is just important. Yeah. And I think a lot of those times when the time that you're flipping pages and opening and, and doing the research and finding where that next chapter is, it gives it gives you time to just to meditate and spend the time with Jesus that you need to spend instead of just like in and out, bam, bam, search and get you what you need. And, you know, you, you're getting the same information, but you're not spending as much time with the Lord. Um, yeah, and- I like having a physical Bible that I'll read. <laughs> and then if I need, uh, if I'm like thinking of a verse, but I can't remember where it is or something, or... I'm on the go and something, you know, I can always just go Google it real quick. Yeah. Some of the words that I remember and it'll pop up. Oh, that's Psalms, whatever, you know, and then I can find it like that. But it feels good though. It feels like a pastor came in here the other day and he was just like, what's going on? Cause I had like a couple Bibles and the coordinates all laid out. Uh And I was just like, man, this, it feels good. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like, Getting out of a Tesla and then getting into like a '57 Chevy, oh, you know, yeah. if the the feeling is way yeah. different, you know, yeah. that '57 Chevy, you're feeling the engine, I'm room, room, you know, and yeah. it, you know, uh-huh. so that's how you feel when you you have all this like study books and stuff out. You feel like, oh yeah, then we're going back right here, yeah. you know. Well, there's uh, also something about just putting yourself in different environments. 
and it like changes your mental state mm. if you're in uh you know if you like there's a uh, I used to watch I do a lot of exercise at home or pretty much all my exercise at home and so I'll watch a lot of like home workout videos and tweak them and to use them for whatever <clears throat> and uh, one of the things a lot of people will say is uh like don't work out in your living room or don't work out which I don't actually follow this advice but <laughs> the the idea of it's pretty good or don't work out in your bedroom or something it, it they'll be like go work out in a room where you get things done and don't go to the room that you associate with relaxing and taking it easy because uh, it like it messes with your mental state yeah mm. well if you can go to a place where this is where i go to get work done you can get in like a different mindset that'll kind of help you work harder and not be so tempted to go sit on the couch for a second right. and, and all that kind of stuff and I think it's true with, uh, you know, studying stuff too. They would back in my college days and all. They'd say, "Go if you could, uh, go study in the room that you got to take your test in." Because something about there's there's all these fancy uh, words for all these things that right, I don't right. remember. But uh, there's a word for being able to remember things better if you're in the environment where you learned them. Mm. So if you study in the room you take the test in, it's easier for you to remember the uh, the information you wow. were trying to memorize. That's good. So I think, it's the, I think it's the same thing with, you know, studying your Bible. If you can get yourself and like, okay, we're going to study the Bible mode. I'm going to get my actual Bible out and get yourself in that right mental state. I think you can retain stuff better. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting because now that you say that, like, if you tell me, like, uh, if there's something wrong with my car or whatever, I'm just like, oh. but if you get me like there working on the car, yeah. I could be like, oh yeah, you need to check that. You need to check that. You need to check uh -uh. that you know? It's the same thing where like, if you've ever went to go do something, you forgot what you were going to do and you got to go back, back to, to the, the room, room and then you remember, you go, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I was going to do that. It's the same thing. It's like you put yourself in that environment and it helps you remember stuff you wow. need to know all this stuff man you dyslexic can't I know, remember I know. <laughs> can't that's, that's why I'm, like, I'm, in, I'm in this right now <laughs> yeah. man yeah. Uh, but so. yeah so like for me like i usually when i read my bible i'm almost always in my bedroom with the physical bible and i usually do it while i stretch so i'll get out of the shower and then i'll stretch because even though i'm young i'm kind of like an old man and i have to stretch or i can't walk <laughs> yeah. right and i get all tight and it's rough so i'll so instead of just stretching for 20 minutes and that's just gone. I'll have my Bible right there. So while I'm leaning to the side, I'll read some verses and then I'll move my Bible over and I'll read a few more oh, verses cool. in there. But that's like the whole, uh, that's pretty much almost always my environment when I'm reading. Yeah. I think that's a, it's important. And we find those things, man. It's stretching is super, super important. Um, not only does it help your, 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 your muscles, but it keeps, get your, your, your blood flowing and yeah. different things like that. And it probably does create, um, a good learning environment when your 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 blood is pumping and, and different things like that. Also, it helps me to uh, like if I since I associate stretching with reading the Bible, I it helps it helps me read more because I need to stretch most of the time. Yeah, it helps me stretch more because I need to. You know what I mean? So yeah. if I'm reading the Bible or I'm just stretching, I'm like, well, I could be reading while I'm doing this, or I'm like, well, I could be stretching too. And then you <laughs> then you put the two together with the, like physical health and spiritual health. Yeah, you know that's, that's super important. Uh, the the theme for the revival or, or their conference was uh, uncommon, uncommon, uncommon future. So everybody had like everybody was spoke on like in common commitment and uh 
uncommon this. So, and I think that's re- really what it is. If you want an uncommon future, we have to have an uncommon commitment. Yeah, you know, something more than we have in the past. And <clears throat> the Lord just really inspired me because as I was dealing with this, uh, uh, when I was going through this all week, you know, it just kind of puts you in a, a, a different mindset while you're during the day. You know, like if you want these things, if you know, we're in church and we're, uh, we'll close. I know we're getting a little bit long. Uh, when we go to church, we have these like real spiritual moments, you know, and um, we were just like, man, how do we take this home? You know, how, how, how do you take that home? And, and I think that we we have um, even just to stay with that theme right there is that we have a certain posture that we have at church. Yeah. You know, we have a certain mindset that we have in church, kind of a lot of things that we're talking about right now. So we're in church. We have, uh, this is what we do in church. We're at home. This is what we do at home. Instead of having that posture, that same posture of worship and and taking it from the church house to mm-hmm. to home is is where we lose it, right? Yeah. We, we have to be able to, to still be in that same mindset and, understand uh that god is the same god here and there um but we have to have the same posture in in both places so um anyways i know that was just a lot of me talking but uh i I, I would really just challenge you just like find a way where you can have this uncommon commitment and and um this uncommon posture when even when you're in public or whatever it is and see what god could do in your life and uh, see how he can move different in 2023. I don't, I'm not a big, you know, oh, I want to do this in 2023. I always try to lose a little bit, little bit of weight four or five times a year. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that before. Get those clothes back to yeah, fit. Yeah, get the, the little clothes in. Um, but uh, I think it's important that we focus not on just the beginning of the year, but all through the year about uh, different things and um, make that commitment, you know, Make that uh, the commitment to God where he can do things in your life that he's never done before. Yeah. Amen. I like it. All right. It'll do it. And we love you. This is The Refuge Project.